Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's the one piece of advice you'd give someone who's going to buy or lease a car? Why? Well, we'll tell you why in just a moment, but give us that info. What's that like? Never do this if you're going to buy a new car. Or make sure that you always ask about this if you're going to get a lease. (laughs) What is your worthy piece of advice for people buying um, or leasing cars? Now, this all comes from... By the way, welcome to the Colleen and Bradley Show. I'm Bradley Trainer, along with Holly Roberts today. Colleen will be back with us tomorrow. She's doing wonderfully. Yay. And uh, she said to take care of some family issues. Now, um, back to the story at hand. The reason we're asking for your favorite piece of car advice when you're buying a new car is because I, I have been thinking about, um, I'm in a lease, blah, blah, blah. You don't care. Long story short, I want to get out of my lease early and get into all-wheel drive because I've, because Minnesota. Even though I will say this year so far, we've been kind of blessed with not bad weather. Yeah, but don't curse that. I know. But we live wood. in Minnesota. All-wheel so drive is all-wheel nice. drive, right? Yeah. So, um, so I'm, I'm looking at my options. I got a few options. I'm in a lease, but my lease ain't up yet. And so I'm thought to myself... Let's see what we can do. Well, so one of the places that I went to this weekend, um, you know, I was like, because when it's a lease, all I'm thinking about is a payment. Right, Holly? Right. So I walk in and all I want to do is get my payment down as low as I can get it. The monthly payment. Long story short, you know, like uh, that's sort of like my bottom line. Yeah. You're thinking about price first and foremost, you want the right price. And did you have a price in mind when yeah. you went walking yeah, yeah, yeah. into the place where you went this weekend? Exactly. And um, and I was willing to, you know, I was willing to go a little bit up, a little bit down. And, you know, I know that you know, when you're trading in or trying to get out of a lease, blah, 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 there's some factors that go into that. So and then it depends on your car and all this stuff. And uh, so I walk in, I'm doing the thing, I'm doing the test drive. I'm like, all right, let's make a deal. Yeah. And then I realized very quickly I am the worst person <laughs> to make a deal because no. I walked in and I said, this is what I want to pay. And they're like, yeah, this we should be able to do this. Let's make it happen. And then they come back and it's like, uh, we're. <laughs> did, where did that we, number come from? Were we speaking the same language here? And I know they try to, you know, they're like, well, there's a little bit of this and you got to think about that and blibbity blobbity blue. I was frozen. In that moment, because I didn't know what to do. I am not a good negotiator. I am like the world's worst negotiator because I'm just one of those people who goes through life like, what's the price? Okay, if I'm willing to pay it, there you go. Otherwise, no, thank you. Well, you're a bottom line person. You see see a price and you're like, you're either willing to pay it or you're not. And you're comfortable walking away. This is what I want to pay. This is what I want to do. But as I, you know, was relating this experience, um... 
to a friend of mine afterwards. She was like, why did you tell them that? And why didn't you ask for this? And I was like, oh, my God, I had no idea. I Am I doing something, you know, uh, there was no class for how to negotiate, like, the best price. Or I don't know how the different strategies work. So I, I thought for sure people have that piece of advice that they're, you know, when they are sitting there thinking about a new car um, or, you know, whether they're going to buy it or lease it, like, what's the piece of wisdom that you have to always remember when you're sitting in that chair across from the salesperson? Because all of a sudden I'm looking at a payment that's nothing. And I, I was just like, yeah, no. So I'm going <laughs> to, I, I'm going to have to think about that because that's not what I wanted to pay. And they're right. like, well, give us, give us a number. And I was like, well, I did give you a number. Did you say that? Yeah, I said, I thought we were dealing with this number, but now we've got all of this. And it was like, well, you know, I mean, we could look at a different car. And it's like, no, no. I want, like, <laughs> so anyway, I failed completely miserably Aww. at negotiating. Did you, do your parents give you any kind of advice, Holly, for when you do transactions like these? Because mine didn't. And clearly it's, it, it shows. Yeah, my parents didn't give me any advice either. Now, I like you, I have gone into car dealerships and I know what I want and I know the ballpark range and I'll walk in and I don't know whether or not I actually did it right or not. Now, I did it right because I ended up driving away with a car. So, <laughs> well, you must have so, done something right, but you so, never know. Was it no, right for you or was it right for them? But that, that's exactly the thing where, you know, you try to read up as much as possible and you go in and you're confident. And you're like, I know what I want to buy or lease and I know what the car is that I want and I don't want want you to try to upsell me. I don't want you to try to do anything. I'm just going to go in and I'm going to do it. Now, whether or not I was successful or not, I'm sure. Did you end up paying what you wanted to pay? Yes, I oh, ended up okay. paying so what I wanted I feel like to you, pay. I, th- I feel like you did it right then. Maybe. Um, the other thing I was just going to say is I feel like that experience, the entire experience start to finish is completely stressful like I was sitting there in the dealership and I just you could just feel the tension from like all the other people who are there because it's such a huge purchase and you feel like like I feel like the kind of person when I walk into those experiences and there have been one or two where I'm like oh my god I actually like these people they're really you know like I I feel and and they're probably taking me for a ride but I you know they like (laughs) they make me feel like I'm relaxed and like hey have some free coffee can I grab you a bottle of water yeah free popcorn yeah um but to me it's like one of the most stressful spaces you know short of like I can't think of a place that's more stressful it's deliberately obtuse and you through just osmosis talking to your friends. All the friends that you've talked to about buying or leasing a car, every single person has a little bit of a different strategy everybody going has, about it. Because everybody I've talked to, because, you know, I like to just, I like to put things out into the world and see how people react to them. Because then I'm, you know, I go, oh, I never thought of that. Oh, I never would have thought of that. Like, I had a friend who was like, well, why didn't you just ask them to throw in, you know, okay, you're going to charge me more. We'll throw in X, Y, Z. And I was like, you can do that? <laughs> and she's like, what do you mean you can do that? Of course you can do that. Do they want to sell the car? You know, like, I had no idea these were options. I didn't. I'm really the wrong person to be talking to about buying, leasing a car. Although I do feel like I got a a good deal when I got my car. What is the most important thing for you when you are trying to figure out a new car? Like, is it um, like the car itself? Is it like 
the price? I mean, what's the most important thing to you? The most important thing to me is the price right? And does it have the features that I want? Yeah. That being said, I'm very easy to please. Like when I went in for a car, like you, Bradley, I'm like, oh, geez, I live in Minnesota. I need all wheel drive. So I want the car to be safe and reliable. I will say I'm not driving a sexy car by any means, but it's all right for me. And oh, just even thinking about going back into that space and having to negotiate yeah. definitely I just causes get stressed out because I'm highly suggestible. <laughs> and like I, I went to look at one car and it, I came back and I was like, well, it's a really good price. And Jamie was like, yeah, but it doesn't have all wheel drive. I was like, I know. But he's like, no, you want it all wheel drive. <laughs> You've got to get all wheel drive. Oh, well. Anyway. Yeah, it must be very stressful for everybody else. I mean, stressful and, you know, I'm I'm grateful for the the stress that I have for that experience. But, man, I just wish they had a class like, here are the five things you need to know before you walk through these doors and they take you for a ride in more than just your brand new car. Can BuzzFeed make a list on that? They probably have, actually. I probably should have Googled it. Mm -hmm. I actually should have YouTube videoed, like, how to not get taken for a ride. Speaking of getting taken for a ride, actually, we're going to go on a trip when we come back. We're going to go on a trip to the Critics' Choice Awards. We're going to go back in time with our good friend Paul McGuire Grimes. He he is actually one of the voting members for the Critics' Choice Awards, and he's got all the latest on the award ceremony, who won, who didn't, and uh, all the latest when we come back right here on My Talk 1071. Welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley Show here on My Talk 1071. We got all the latest from the Critics' Choice Awards live. I'm Bradley Trainer, along with Holly Roberts and our good friend Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's Trip to the Movies. He is actually a voting member of the Critics' Choice Awards. And Paul, uh, thank you for being with us today. Yes, thank you. Thank, thank you for having me today. I really appreciate it. All right, so what do you know about the Critics' Choice Awards? What is the biggest takeaway from last night's ceremony? I think the biggest takeaway is that Roma is going to do really well at the Oscars. It was our big winner last night. It won four awards. Best Picture, Best Director for Alfonso Cuadron, Best Cinematography for Alfonso Cuadron, and then Best Foreign Film as well. So people are like, I've never heard of Roma. What is this? What is going on? It's actually a Netflix movie that you can now stream on Netflix, but... It's actually playing at the Willow Creek Theater. I imagine the theater's Willow Creek right now in 70 millimeter, and that's how I recommend people going to go see it right now. If people want to get up to the Oscar films, go see Rob at the Willow Creek. Okay, so um, again, it's, it's available for you to watch on Netflix, but if you get the chance to see it in the theater, it's going to be a wholly uh, different experience. Completely different experience. The way that it's shot, the black and white, it's just a stunning and beautiful, beautiful movie. Excellent. So, Roma, the movie to watch out for at the Academy Awards, uh, winning big at the Critics' Choice Awards last night. Now, there are some interesting things going on in the actress categories for both film and television last night. Yes, we had a tie in two different categories. In the film categories for Best Actress, we saw Glenn Close win again for The Wife. She just won the Golden Globe. And then we saw her tie with Lady Gaga for A Star is Born. Okay. And I just... Oh, keep going. No, no, no. Go ahead. 
Oh, I was going to say, it now shows that Lady Gaga has a leg in this race, in that category. You know, when they said tie, I literally thought that they were going to say Olivia Coleman next to Glenn Close, but they went with Lady Gaga, so that was kind of a surprise for me. I am actually surprised by that. I really would have expected um, Olivia Coleman to do very well, but apparently not. Um, how does a tie happen? Is it literally the same number of people, and can't they just have, like, an odd number? I mean, how does that happen? It must be. I mean, there, there. I mean, there are seven actresses nominated in the category. So I'm not surprised that just the way this that it shakes out. There's over 300 voting members. So I'm. I, this is not unheard of. I was looking back at past uh, seasons, past award shows, and there have been ties at the Critics' Choice Awards. Interesting. They should maybe do some rank choice voting. <laughs> yeah, I, I, may, that would be good. I mean, it sure makes things a lot tougher if I got to go and rank all these ladies and men. Um, and then we saw that it happened for Best Actress in a limited TV series and TV movie with Amy Adams winning for Sharp Objects and then Patricia Arquette winning for Escape at Donna Mora. And I think it just shows the caliber of what these projects are like and how many really great, phenomenal performances there are and, and also how different these performances are as well, you know. If you guys are just joining us, we're talking to Paul McGuire Grimes about the Critics' Choice Awards that were on last night. Um, can you give us a little thumbnail? Because you are actually, this is an awards ceremony that you, or an awards, uh, an yeah. award that is, um, uh, what are the words that I'm trying to say, that you're actually connected to because you're a member of the association I'm that a member votes. Of the Broadcast Film Critics Association. Due to uh, my work on Twin Cities Live, I get to be a member of this guild. And then when it comes to award season, all of the, all of the studios want to make sure that I see their movies and they kind of tell us who they want to see nominated, in what categories. And then they, we have a round of voting like about a month ago of who we would like to see nominated. So then I kind of picked in like, oh, I would like to see these actors nominated or these movies for Best Picture. And then the nominations come out. And then there's another round of voting where I then say, this is who I want to win in all of our categories. And I only vote on the movies. I don't vote on the TV nominees. And do you feel... It's a different part of the guild. Uh, Paul, since you voted for the Critics' Choice Awards, do you feel like your votes were reflected in last night's winners? Um, I would say that most of them, um, you know, maybe like half, I would say are the people that I voted for went on to win. That being said, I really can't argue with a lot of these winners. I mean... Um, for instance, like Mahershala Ali, a tech-saving vote for him, but he gives a really great performance, so I can't, like, deny his nomination. Yeah. Um, that's just one. You know, like, there isn't anyone in this, in the winners, I was like, how did that person win? That's a garbage movie, or that's a garbage performance. I said that for the Golden Globes, but I did not say that for the Critics' Choice Awards. Well, it, I guess it shouldn't surprise us that, you know, your fellow critics might be a little bit more critical about <laughs> who gets nominated for <laughs> these I, awards. Right. And we actually, you know, if you look ahead to the Oscars, we do have a really good predictor rate. Nine out of the last nine out of the last twelve best pictures went on to win the Oscar. Ten out of the twelve best actors, and then eight out of the twelve last best actresses went on to go win the Oscar. So this is a really good starting place. People are a little behind right now, of like what they should. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. 
Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What they want to check out. Mahershala Ali won Best Supporting Actor at both the Golden Globe and the Critics' Choice. Regina King won both the Golden Globe and the Critics' Choice. Now, what's interesting there is that she did not get a SAG nomination, and the SAG winner usually goes on to win the Oscar. So I'll be curious to see who gets the SAG award this year. And that's the Screen Actors Guild. So that's yeah. uh, actors themselves, uh, you know, Voting. rewarding their peers. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But you don't think with Regina King, now this is for if Beale Street could talk, correct? Correct. So do phenomenal you, performance. Phenomenal performance, even though she's not nominated for a SAG. and there's, But there is precedent for SAG award winners to go on to win the Academy Award. But you, do you think Regina King's performance is that strong where it doesn't necessarily matter this year? Correct. And, and that could be a timing issue with the Screen Actors Guild Awards. Maybe they didn't get their screeners out in time for a field street to talk. Maybe the, the voters didn't get a chance to see them that far in advance. Well, with the Academy, now that there have been talking now that she's won a couple of awards maybe voter academy voters can be like i need to make sure to watch her performance and then and she and everyone loves her she's someone that people have watched in the industry as she's grown up as a child actor now as an adult actress she always gives great work you know you can't go wrong with regina king giving the oscar to her she yeah she's just she's an amazing woman an amazing actor and um Okay, so next up we have from Critics' Choice. Uh, next up, is it the SAG Awards? Yes, the SAG Awards are um, at the end of January. I believe it's like the, oh, I can't remember the date off the top of my head. Oscar nominations come out the 22nd, and then I think the SAG Awards are after that. Fabulous. I think the SAG Awards are the final Sunday in January. Oh, fantastic. All right. And no doubt we'll have you on after the SAG Awards and, of course, the Academy Awards because Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's Trip to the Movies always has the latest on, well, uh, thank you. on uh, the movies that you want to watch. Anything we need to pay attention to in the world of Paul McGuire Grimes? Um, uh, I've got some new reviews on my YouTube channel, different streaming movies. I'm going to have some new ones this week of Destroyer, the new Nicole Kidman movie, as well as The Upside, which we talked about on Friday. Awesome. awesome. Thank you, Thanks, PMG. Well, thank you very much. When we come back, douchebags. Who earned the title Lord and Lady D-Bag today? Well, we'll crown them in just a moment here on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. I'm Bradley Trainer, along with Holly Roberts. Two of us bringing you Monday into focus. Yeah, it's kind of crappy outside. Yeah, but yeah, it's a lot more beautiful inside. And it's also D-Baggy. Yay! Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Cleaning it out with a little Lord and Lady D-Bag. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know what a Logan Paul is? Do I know what a Logan Paul is? Is yeah. he some kind of superhero? No. No, that's not a superhero. Okay. I mean, maybe to some, I mean, maybe to D-bags everywhere. Wolverine is Logan, you know. Oh, I see what you did mm-hmm. there. I didn't actually know that, but you're okay. kind of a nerd, so that's fine. <laughs> no, a Logan um, Paul, is a, he's famous with the kids. He's, he's a, a viral YouTube, YouTube celebrity. Ooh, he needs to get he that He was very popular at. on the Vines. You know why I remember Logan Paul? Why? 
because he got in a hot mess last year. He got in a lot of trouble last year. Doing what? For being a big old jerk. Specifically, he took video of himself in a forest in Japan where a person had taken their own life and he took footage of that person's body. And that is not okay. Yeah, it was gross. Roundly criticized and, of course, continues to be very financially successful. He has over 19 million followers Uh. on the YouTube. The kids love him. Even if he does post videos in a suicide forest, I think mm. is what they called it. Remember? Yes, I remember that. Well, uh. now the reason he's a D-bag is because um, he has a podcast and apparently uh, people listen to it and it's called Impulsive. <laughs> 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 he goes, it's male only March. He's doing. Uh, he was talking about resolutions for each month of the new year. He said that he has plans for sober vegan January mm. and a male only March. Okay. I don't wait. Does that mean March. that he's only sending letters through not the post that office? Kind of mail. Not like wing wang mail. Like or no, excuse <laughs> me. Not <laughs> I got that backwards. Uh, not paper mail. Wang mail. Ah, uh, I he see. Said it's male only. Versus female, that is. Male only March. We're going to attempt to go gay for just one month. (laughs) What the hell does that mean? I don't know. I guess if he's going vegan in January, he's eating a lot of veggies. Mm. He's going male only in March. That means he's eating a lot of something. A lot of (laughs) eggplants. Now, some astute astute listeners uh, heard this and said, "Um, that's not how that works. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That's why I said, what was that? Because pretty sure that's not how it works. Also, what would be going gay for a month? Like if I like, let's say, okay, fine. You want to go gay for a month? Let's do it. And in fact, I think this actually might be kind of genius. So let me just finish the story. So the story is, of course, Logan Paul says this. Uh, GLAD, which is an organization, they're an LGBTQ um, nonprofit that uh, pays attention to how the LGBTQ community is represented in media. Gay and, Lions, uh, Gay and Lesbian Alliance Against Defamation is what GLAD stands for. They responded to his gay-only march by saying, Logan Paul, that's not how it works. Now, he responded saying, very poor choice of words, my fault, let's get together and talk about it on my podcast next week, which led a lot of people to think, okay, so you just trolled everybody to get a bunch of attention for yourself. Yeah. Should we be surprised at all? Absolutely not. Zero chance. No. So even if, you know, like, oh, he just accidentally caught himself uh, in, you know, in a in a trap. Oh, look, he just happened to get himself in headlines again so that everybody's talking about him. So, you know, the cynical side of me says, like, just keep walking. However, part of me kind of wants gay only March. Like, you want to know what it's like? Okay, so let's let's program gay only March. If only I had some music. Some gay music. I I don't know what that would be that hard. I don't know how that would sound. All right, so Bradley. Oh. Hello, ladies. I don't know what that is. <laughs> that's, <laughs> well, that's actually not the opposite. Gay only March. <laughs> <laughs> but if you, Bradley Trainer, now taking this suggestion, Bradley, you are gay. And how would you program Gay Only March? Yeah. So, um, gosh, what could we do for Gay Only March? Mm-hmm. It's almost like we should have probably prepared this better, but we didn't. So, um, all I would say, honestly, how about is- we just do a little Zen music, right? Okay, I don't know. Right. Why not? Oh. Or how about this? 
great. Perfect. Gay only March. Okay, well, the first thing is you have to learn about Stonewall because, you know, this this is actually a good year to do it. It's the 50th anniversary of the Stonewall riots. Yes. Which will be occurring at the end of June. So we could do a little bit of gay history. Great. Right? Perfect. Um, we can talk about why old gay men really love Barbara Streisand. Okay, a deep dive. Yep. Um, we can talk about, you know, the sort of pioneering work of Harvey Milk and why he's so important to the community. Very much so. Uh, and then we could have some strippers and, you know, do body shots. I don't know. I mean... It's just so ludicrous. Like, I don't know what he meant by gay only. Because to me, when somebody says, like, gay only march, like, okay, that means you're just going to have sex with men? I mean... Well, I think that was maybe what he meant. I'd, I've... Mm, Logan Paul. He's somebody that I would gladly never talk about ever again. But unfortunately, he's one of those YouTube viral stars that do stupid crap for attention. Like, Bradley, side note... I learned about this guy called Supreme Patty today. Supreme Patty. What's a Supreme Patty? Supreme Patty is Logan Paul adjacent and he does dumb stuff in order to get viral fame. Like have somebody juice limes and put the lime juice in his eyeballs. That's what he does. Okay. What I'm saying Don't is you that kind there's of feel like people like that will take care of themselves. Like at some point evolution will take over if you're willing to get attention by pouring lime juice into your eyeballs you would think you're gonna get run over by a vehicle at some point you know you would think so are we hoping that the universe will self-correct with these people you know i Mm -hmm. i if if i were concerned about people getting too much attention on social media I, I feel like that ship sailed a long time ago. The opportunity to be outraged at people being rewarded for bad behavior on social media. People, it is now a cottage. It's not even a cottage industry. It is a mainstream way by which young people can have a career. Oh, yeah. He's making money by selling cheap junk on his website. So Supreme Patty says, I got a $100 necklace that you can get for free. All you have to do is pay $20 shipping and handling and you'll get it in four to six months. Meanwhile, he po- pockets the almost $20 in shipping. Your necklace is actually worth $2. Okay. I digress. Anyways, again, you know, I suppose, Bradley, you're right because you are friends with Tan Mom. You know. Okay. I feel like that was kind of rude. It's but true, I'm just though. Leave that over there. So you guys text. <sighs> it's been a while. Uh, we all right. <laughs> who's who's your D bag? Oh my gosh, Bradley! Thank you for asking. It's the publication, the Daily Star. They are my D bag of the day for several reasons. Now you don't know the Daily Star. You probably don't. Well, they're allegedly a British tabloid. Well, they published this story late last week, and we actually talked about it here on the Colleen and Bradley show about The Rock saying that uh, millennials are the snowflake generation and basically they need to get over themselves. Well, Mm -hmm. The Rock is saying, uh, no, absolutely not. I did not say these things to this tabloid. That is a complete lie. Oh, so this story was totally fake. Yes, this story is totally fake and they completely made it up, which is nice. I'm glad that The Rock 
arguably the biggest movie star on the planet, is not telling people that millennials are putting us backwards. So he actually went on the record and said that story is bogus. It's crap. It's not worth anything. Now, I bring that up because the Daily Star is putting out another fake news story this afternoon that is trending. And if you see this story, I want you to look at it with skepticism. Now, this is a story. You'll see Cleopatra trending on social media this afternoon. And that's because there's Uh, a story. Is this about Lady Gaga? Yeah. And the story originating in the Daily Star speculates that Lady Gaga is in negotiations to star in a new Cleopatra movie replacing Angelina Jolie in the starring role. I call complete and utter BS on this story. Why? Why? Because it originated in the Daily Star. Oh, okay. It's total crap. Uh, I saw this, and I saw it in the context of uh, people doing what they do so well on the internet, which is have, uh, you know, opinions and then arguing with one another about them in a passive-aggressive way. Yeah. And um, it's interesting because that means that the story has worked, or, you know, the, the tabloids... Uh, it, magic has worked. Yeah, it's such totally that people worked. are taking it seriously and then having strident opinions about it. Yeah, and tabloids are quoting the Daily Star, and then this story gets perpetuated by mainstream media outlets, and it's a total lie. That's what happened with the Rock story last week. I remember reading it and being a little skeptical about it, but I was like, okay, sure, Yahoo News is going with it, so let's go with it. So, if you see anything from the Daily Star, just don't believe it. They're D-bags. They lie. Bye. Bye. All right. Speaking of uh, D-bags, Celebrity Big Brother is just around the corner. The second iteration of this new CBS version of the delightful reality show. Um, The Brits have been doing their own celebrity version for years. But last year, uh, it was so successful that CBS decided to bring it back. Well, we know who's going to be on the show. It's a cavalcade of stars. It's a cavalcade of, well, (laughs) but there's, uh, there are a couple people I'm very excited to see. We'll talk about them and uh, come up with what we think uh, the show's going to be like when we come back right here on My Talk 107. The next cast, I'm sorry, (laughs) just listen to a little Post Malone Mm. featuring that Ty Dolla sign. Uh, the new cast of Celebrity Big Brother. You're really with it, Bradley. You're yeah, no, hip. all I heard was something about my chain being stanky. And I was like, is that a good thing? Because that does not sound like a good thing. My chain should not be stanky. Actually, probably, well, that's a good thing. I think it's you very positive. You want your positive. chain to be stanky? Yes. What is your chain? The thing that you wear around your neck like but a why necklace. why would it be stanky? Because you've been hanging out and doing things that are maybe not necessarily legal in this (laughs) thing. (laughs) I'm just trying to be cool. Break down the uh, rap chat with Holly and You know, what we can talk about is Celebrity Big Brother. I feel like we're kind of qualified to talk about that. We're totes qualified for the uh, latest season, the newest season of Celebrity Big Brother that's just around the corner. Now, I initially, when I was looking through this, I felt like it was a sea of meh. In terms of uh, the cast, because it was announced who will be on the next uh, iteration of Celebrity Big Brother on the CBS. So who specifically, Bradley, was making you feel meh? Well, mostly the bottom tier. Um, Okay, so I'm going to say a bunch of names. They might mean nothing to you, and we'll get to them. Ricky Williams, Candy Burris, uh, Natalie Eva Marie... Um, let's see who else. Tamar so Braxton. Yeah, I kind of Ryan Lochte. Ah, okay, yeah, okay. Ryan Lochte. Okay. Jonathan Bennett. Yeah. Lolo Jones. Mm-hmm. Tom Green. 
Tom Green? Are we talking about like old Canadian talk show host Tom Green? I think that's the very one. My bum is on your show. My bum, bum is, is on, on your, your show. show. I don't know what that is. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember that. Um, Joey Lawrence. Whoa. Kato Kalen. Whoa. Dino Lohan. Oh, my gosh. Anthony Scaramucci. Oh, dear. The Mooch. The Mooch. Okay, so there are a couple of names that I, I am actually excited to see on um, the latest incarnation of Celebrity Big Brother, mostly Dino Lohan. And, you know, okay, Ryan Lochte, because he'll be cute. Uh, shirtless. Um, <laughs> he's a little eye candy for you. They got a gay Jonathan Bennett. He's the gay. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he's also a talented actor, but and you would know him as Aaron Samuels and Mean Girls. Yep, exactly. Um, but hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Album, Susie Essman. Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Joey Lawrence. I kind of like Joey Lawrence because oh. he's such a, like, I don't know. Oh, bless his heart. He's, he's just kind of a train wreck. What has Joey Lawrence been doing lately? Well, Joey I guess- Lawrence has been, um, I think, not paying his bills. Oh, that's right. Didn't he owe some he back filed- taxes? Or- well, I don't know if he owed uh, back taxes, but he um, had to file bankruptcy, if I remember correctly. So what we're saying is we should be really happy for Joey Lawrence because that means he has a job. Yeah, uh, he definitely does have a job. But he also, I think, has had hair implants. But you he think? shaves his head. It's so weird because Holly, back in the day, he used to shave his head bald, and yes. then all of a sudden, hair started showing up in a very geometric pattern, <laughs> like a crop circle. So I've just been fascinated with Joey Lawrence. I mean, first of all, I had a huge crush on Joey Lawrence growing up oh as, my a, gosh. as a teen and a youth. Um, but now, oof. also Cato Kalen. Oh, that's fantastic! That is a person. Bless Kato Kalen because he has managed to stay in the spotlight for decades. What is he even up to? I don't, he was in a trauma movie, like a B-list movie oh at one God. point. I know, right? That's the same movie studio that does the Toxic Avenger movies. Uh, I looked at his Wikipedia, and he does little things here and there. He was in an episode of Baskets. For those of you who don't know, he was living in the guest house uh, with OJ, or at O.J. Simpson's. And um, was a witness during the murder case. Right. He That's became, how he became famous. Uh-huh. Sort of one of the first like viral reality celebrities, yeah, if you will. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing Tom Green because I thought he was quite funny. At one point, Tom Green, remember, he was married to Drew Barrymore. I was going to say, married to, all I remember about him is talk show host, kind of a weird, 
a shocking brand of comedy. Right. In fact, that's probably why, because I was talking to Dawn earlier and she was really excited about Tom Green. And I think it's because you sort of don't know what you're going to get with him. Like he's liable to do some crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, well, he was weird and eccentric and not known for not really being mean. But remember, he had the movie. Freddie got fingered. Daddy, would you like some sausage? Nobody remembers that movie. Oh, come on. Do they really? Tweet at me if you remember Freddie got fingered and you remember that moment where he goes, Daddy, would you like some sausage? Anyways, <laughs> now he has a job. I'm really excited, actually, for all these people because it means they're employed. It means that they're going to be in the public eye again. Wow, you're Although so, You're so positive. I do want to be positive for these people because they're doing this for our entertainment, Bradley. Who they're going to be a hot mess for <laughs> who us. Who do you think will be the hottest mess? <laughs> I think that... I am really looking forward to the conflict between Dina Lohan and Anthony Scaramucci. Oh, you think there'll be some uh, fireworks between the two of them? I believe that they're going to be too much be an, alike. Well, I predict and they're going to butt heads. They're either going to butt heads or uh, uglies because <laughs> I kind of feel like those two could hook up. I feel like he just got married. It don't matter. Oh, have you met Dina Lohan? I was just listening to uh, a podcast uh, on a bunch of gossip about Dina Lohan and the crazy shenanigans she's been up to in the past. I mean, remember that whole thing where she was on Coke and um, like Lindsay was calling her dad. Remember that? That Do you remember that audio message where she calls her dad a voicemail, leaves a voicemail to her dad talking about how she's crazy? It was either a voicemail or... Um, he just recorded the call and then he released the call. Oh, oh, yeah. That family, I'm telling you. That family's a hot mess. They got some real myth. Yes. Lolo Jones, she's a bobsledder, NFL running back, Ricky Williams. So you got some athletes. My money's always on the athletes because those people are like, they're thinking. Well, they have They're strategizing. They have the discipline. Yeah, they have discipline, strategy. Um, You know, they've got, presumably a game face. So this is the second time around for Celebrity Big Brother in the United States. And Julie Chen's going to be hosting. And Julie Chen's going to be hosting Noteworthy because, of course, Julie Chen Moonves, her husband is no longer the CEO of CBS, so she is still with the Big Brother franchise. But do you think that Celebrity Big Brother, this is the second time around here in the United States, it's a huge franchise over in the UK. Do you think that this has the staying power? Do you think people are interested in Celebrity Big Brother in the United States? Like yes, we're giving another get, second thought. Yes, but they need to get better celebrities as far as I'm concerned. Celebrity Big Brother still has the better celebrities because they get hotter messes. That's true. Like, I don't, there are just some like, like, I, I should, you know, wait to have judgments until I actually see these people in a room together. But, um, you know, Ryan Lochte, like Ryan Lochte, who's talking about Ryan Lochte lately? Yeah, we gave him a chance with his own reality TV show. Anthony Scaramucci. Oh, that one's woof. I was like, that was woof. to me, that was just a, a an obvious attempt to get something um, for them to somehow talk politics. And I'm just going to say the word Trump. On the show, because you'll remember the last time they had Omarosa. Correct. Right? And she was dropping some truth bombs or gossip bombs. So I feel like that's the only reason they got him to do this. Yeah, the rumor was Dina Lohan. Oh, oh, look, her daughter's got a show on MTV MTV right now. Which is also related to CBS, Viacom, what have you. Yeah. Well, we'll be able to see this hot mess unfold. The two-night premiere starting January 21st. Oh, Joey Loris. January 21st, 13 episodes leading up to a finale on February 13th. 
And uh, the first season's winner was Marissa Jarrett Winokur. Who? She, <laughs> she was that <laughs> hairspray actress. Oh. Yay! <laughs> Celebrities! Just like us. Kind we know of. all of them. Not, not really. All right. We'll be right back here on the Colleen and Bradley Show. As fall fills up with activities and obligations, even a small time saver can feel like a big help. Grammarly is an all-in-one writing tool that makes clear, concise communication easier than ever, so you can finish your work earlier and head off to family dinners, social events, and fall weddings. Grammarly is free to download and works where you do, so every project gets finished quicker. Make sure your writing is free of mistakes with Grammarly's free, comprehensive writing suggestions and get an instant take on how your message comes across with the free tone detector. Let Grammarly Premium's sentence clarity rewrites help you find the perfect words on the first try. You'll be confident writing client emails, deadline-driven reports, and presentations without staying late at the office. Get more time back in your day by writing with Grammarly. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcasts to sign up for a free account. Then get 20% off when you're ready to upgrade to Grammarly Premium. That's Grammarly.com slash podcasts. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.